So for those of you that don't follow me on other social media platforms outside of maybe Instagram, you should definitely be following me there. TikTok, it's really fun. You got to follow me there too. YouTube, yeah, you can subscribe over there as well. Um, maybe you just listen to the podcast and that's cool too. And I appreciate you so much, but I also hang out on Facebook. Of course, my group. Yes. Join that as well. Clubhouse. And you might not have ever heard of Clubhouse. It's a social audio app where people can go and just talk. There's no feeds. It's just real time. It's real life. It's, it's speaking. It's an awesome opportunity. If you want to be a speaker for you to practice and hone in on your craft, but It's something that I've done over the course of the last two years since it came out during the COVID era, and it skyrocketed so many awesome relationships that even catapulted my opportunity to host Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference, and so many cool things have transpired just by saying yes to a platform that I didn't have any idea how to use, but I said, open it up one day, and I'm like, okay, God, do your thing. Have your way. I say yes to your will, and it's been beautiful. So this specific episode is pulled from the social audio app, Clubhouse, when I'm sharing in that space and and dropping gems, if you will, is something that they say, and I'm moderating on that space as well. It's basically like I just have the mic on a platform with a bunch of people listening. It's a live podcast, to be honest. I'm processing this as I'm saying it out loud. Regardless, it's really cool. You're going to get the goods here since you might not hang out with me there, but I am live 8 a.m. on Wednesdays and 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays on something called Breakfast with Champions. You can also find us on Instagram if you want to find out more about it. And join us on the social audio app and in the rooms all over. There's lots going on in that space. I pray it blesses you. In fact, I know that it will, but I still want to pray because it's His will, not mine. His voice, not mine. So get the nuggets that you need and activate, friends. Be fit in faith. That's what we're here for. Founders, innovators, and trailblazers in their faith who are saying yes as marketplace ministers. All right, enjoy. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, Marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. What does it really mean to bet on yourself is the understanding as as he really alluded to is the understanding of self and self like digestion, self uh, expression, they go together. And I think that's where a lot of people, they stop 
And that's where I think imposter syndrome stems from. I think that's where uh, people sitting on the couch too often stems from. Even just the other day, I have so many things and so many projects and so many amazing people in my life. And we're moving this huge ball up this mountain, right, together. And it's beautiful and wonderful and it's connected to the new nonprofit that we launched and it's connected to the podcast and the business and all of those things and you all probably have the very same thing but I had analysis paralysis on what do I need to do next I felt like my priorities were kind of just like all top of mind you ever feel that way where everything is important and I chose to take a nap instead which was a default to my lifestyle about seven years ago I was sleeping um, about 12 hours a night and anywhere from two to three hours a day, which sounds glorious to some of you who are sleeping three to five hours a night. And and Marvin talked about that last week and I am very passionate about my sleep, Uh, but I recognize that really I was only sleeping because I was not wanting to face myself. I was not wanting to face the overwhelm. I was not wanting to face some of the dark things in my life that I knew I needed to change, but had no idea how that they had become so much a part of who I was. I think when we talk about addiction and people not talking about addiction, but the things that we are addicted to that we're aware of, but perhaps are keeping in the shadows, you can't bet on yourself if yourself isn't free. And so we're existing in this climate where it's okay to be addicted or it's okay to have these side situations transpiring and we just focus on all of the things that seem to be good or seem to be happy or seem to be in the limelight. And that's where highlight reels can be dangerous. That's where building businesses when you have broken families can be dangerous. And I am not saying that my family is perfect and I'm not saying that any other situations in my life aren't hard. There surely are things that need my attention, but it wasn't until I took that time, that break, that moment of summoning where God was calling me into a season of sitting and soaking. And I believe this is the path in which we all need to follow. It's being summoned first, being summoned to take inventory, being summoned to be okay with being convicted, being summoned to surrender, and then getting into a place of sitting and soaking and recalibrating. This is exactly, if you're familiar with the Bible at all, what the disciples did before the last part of this cycle of summoning, soaking, is then to be sent. We cannot bet on ourselves. We cannot even say yes to a call on our lives until we've sat in this expression of self and really digested and not sitting in a place of indigestion, which is really the opposite of where I was uh, in the the past and where I see so many businesses. I talked about this at the conference that we just had, that businesses are not problematic from the outside looking in. They're actually creating indigestion from the inside out whether it's lack of leadership, whether it is uh, lack of self-reflection in the leadership or in the individual, whether it is out of this book that I'm gonna reference today, The War of Art, the breakthrough of the blocks and win in your inner creative battles, it says this, it says that some people are operating in their uh, avocation versus their vocation. And so they're operating as an amateur because that's what they need to do or that's making ends meet in this time or as I was doing, it was giving me enough that take me away from the problem. 
I was making ends meet and I was doing what society was telling me to do. I was doing what people were expecting me to do. Definitely people pleasing, definitely out of perfection, definitely out of places of achievement, right? I was good at it, so I did it. But that doesn't make me a pro. Making me a pro is that it is my vocation. I'm meant to do it. I'm gifted for it. God has summoned me to it. I've sat with it. I've nurtured it. I've soaked in it. And now I'm being sent in for the operation. I'm being sent in for the transformation of other people. So I want to take this question, what does it really mean to bet on yourself? And I want to move it a little bit into a question that was provoked and sent to me this morning in the wee hours of the day by someone who was watching me on my Peloton and preach yesterday. And it was the first time I ever recognized that somebody had given me a badge. Now, later in the day, I found out that I had hundreds of dollars of badges, which is also something God's been showing me that I have money sitting in places that I don't even know. And I bet that's for you as well. Uh, And there's a conversation of multiplication that we can have here later. Um, But it was this prophetic conversation with this guy I have never met before. Um, He's an influencer in and of himself, and he was Mr. USA and lives in the Philippines and a man of God, and he's a coach and a spiritual guru, all of these different things. Never had a conversation with him, but I had seen him just yesterday just giving me money and giving me encouragement. And I'm like, man, that's so kind. I was so excited. And I realized after he did it, other people did it. And why am I telling you this? One, because it provoked conversation. And so I want to make sure that you're giving gratitude to the people who are giving to you. So say uh, Forbes just mentioned that she gave somebody a dollar and they're like, well, that's not going to do anything for me. And the need of us being vocal about what it is that we need and understanding ourselves and our situations enough, one, to be in that state of surrender, but also to be able to be concise. Um, Being kind and conflict are the same things. Brian has taught me that one recently. And I am recognizing that the conflict in my natural self is that I don't want to ask for help. Maybe some of you guys are experiencing that in your business builds right now or in your personal life or in your marital life or any of these things. I was there. I totally understand. We allow our flesh and our ego to be the decisive factor on whether or not we ask for help or not because we feel an era of shame. Generally, it's rooted in shame and ultimately rooted in fear. We don't want what other people are going to say about us. We don't want to fail. We don't want to be perceived as not good enough, right? And so we activate and we act out of ego. My ego didn't want to be hurt, and so I turned to something that was easy and I slept it away. Did that fix anything? No. I woke up with more shame. I woke up more tired. I woke up with so much lack because I was not actually activated. The summoning was happening. I was sensing the change. I was shifting into what would be my calling. And yet at the same time, I was allowing my ego to be the one to stop me rather than letting my spirit guide me. And I believe this is happening across the board, especially for entrepreneurs. You guys want to develop your nonprofits. You want to develop ministry. You want to include your faith in the way that you show up from a business entity. You want to be able to speak life to other people. You want to be able to use your own gifts and talents. And yet your ego is stopping you. So here's the question he asked me. And the reason I share is because no matter what you see from the outside in, everyone, no matter what their social following is, no matter what their business proceeds or profits or revenues are, everyone's dealing with something. And so I want to be vulnerable about that, like on the spot of what I was dealing with just this morning and how I think it's directly related to this question. 
What does it really mean to bet on yourself? I'm shifting the language and I want you to ask this to yourself. Are you listening? I hope you're listening. All right. Do you resist against being a popular influence on social media? Do you resist against being a popular influence on social media? So when someone asks you a question, I hope that you're listening and not just looking to respond, but they ask you a question and this is what happens to me. I hold space for myself and two things happened. Either my ego responds and I react, right? It's out of reaction. My ego wants to answer and be right and um, sound great and make the words eloquent and all of that. And then the other side of me, my spirit says, sit with this for a minute. Let's ponder it. Let's self-reflect. Let's analyze. What does the word say about this? Is it true? Is it possible? And then respond. So in this moment, I thought I was responding out of spirit because I had pondered this conversation before. I've talked about popularity. I've talked about social media growth many, many, many times. And even earlier this year, I hosted an unfollow me campaign, (laughs) which is totally antithesis to what people want. Follow me, follow me, follow me, right? And I did like an unfollow me campaign because I was really emphasizing the fact that I wanted intimacy with my community. I was also emphasizing the fact that I wanted uh, people to know that I wasn't looking to gain popularity. I was looking to gain influence. And influence, if you know the Latin word, um, it's influentum, and I'm probably saying that wrong, so if any Latin, go ahead and tell me how to say it later. Uh, It means flowing in. And it's the root of an old French influence, which describes the power which was believed to flow from the stars. So for me, understanding that connected to Hebrew, connected to the Bible, connected to word, when we're talking about influence, it's actually a flowing in. Now, this has been an evolution because I've been soaking in, right? Soaking in, I'm in between the being fully sent and the summoned. I'm sitting in this waiting zone. Maybe you all feel that way. And I know that I cannot fully do the thing God has called me to in entirety until I am fully flowing in his influence. And I don't let these things like ego, though I know flesh is, is our, our capacity at this point, but we have a spirit man that's dwelling inside of us that we can activate when we are sitting and soaking and understanding what it is that our actual self is capable of. And our self has an indwelling self. If you're a Christian, you know that the, the spirit is dwelling inside of us and therefore we have a choice. We can either activate in free will or we can activate by our spirit man. And this is why energy is a really important conversation. Spirituality is a really important conversation. My spirit sees you. Your spirit knows me. You hear my voice and you hear my energy. Energy, And so there's an alignment zone. These are all conversations. Doesn't matter what your faith is for you to be able to receive in this moment. So surely tune in. And I hope by this point you've answered the question for yourself. Do you resist against a popular influence on social media? So my initial response to his response or question this morning was, I run an unfollow campaign this year and with the intent to let people know that I'm not looking to become popular with more followers for the sake of following. And yet I still put energy into growth, reach and influence, meaning I still post on social media multiple times a day. I'm still looking to expand in our reach. I still wanna have influence, but I want that influence to be rooted in him. Because if it's rooted in me, I will fail. If it's rooted in my name, I will not be able to sustain it. If it's rooted in my limited capacity, and I keep saying I because there's a huge element of ego that we were talking about at the beginning that says, will you bet on yourself? I will tell you right now, I did that. I did that for three decades. I bet 
on myself and every single time I did, I got it wrong. Every single time I did, it was not enough. Every single time I did, I might have gotten gold. I might have gotten class presidency. I might have gotten into the college I wanted. Some things worked out, but they didn't sustain. And so when you get to this place of summoning where God is literally knocking on your door, maybe even right now in your spirit, like, oh, I know he's calling me to more. But we cannot receive until we become. And so the entirety of the vision that he's given you, the entirety of the influence that you have seen yourself on the stages talking to thousands, you have seen your book on the bookshelves across the world, you have developed the number one podcast across all platforms, you have your TV show and the viewership is amazing, you have these things of influence, but the influence cannot come until the flow is connected to the source. And so in the natural we chip away, we chip away, or we build, we build, we build. I don't know if there's any contractors in the room. My husband's in the contracting world through HVAC, and so I get to see a lot of job sites. I get to see the work that he does before any foundation is ever laid. He's doing work beneath the surface. And I love that about my husband because he does it in the natural and the supernatural. And I think that there's a lot for us to recognize in our own lives. If you're doing something in the natural, I assure you that God has a supernatural plan for that natural thing. So if you love to write, if you love to sing, if you love to teach, if you love to encourage people, if you love to serve, I know so many people are like, I have a servant's heart. I just want to help other people. When I help them, it makes me happy. Amazing. That's likely your gifting. That's likely the place that God is summoning you to, to anoint you with oil, to move you into the soaking season so that you can understand and surrender the elements of self and he can send you out to serve and flow in his spirit, not by your own. So I share this response to him and I'm anxiously awaiting, right? You know, when you see the dots coming and they're like typing back and you're like, oh my gosh, what's he gonna say? Now, mind you, I haven't even spoken words at this point in the morning. I was already in my little comfy corner of my couch looking at my Christmas tree, fire on, coffee's done. The Bible wasn't open in my lap, but here I am with my phone in front of me. How many of you guys have that happen? You open the Bible and you're like, ah, oh, let me check my messages. <laughs> I'm just being honest here, okay? We're all imperfect, right? And so I'm waiting for his response and he sends me this idea. He says, I believe that you need to reframe popularity. I need you to look at the fact that yesterday when I sent you that token, I wasn't sending it out of ego. I wasn't sending it because I have a lot of money. I was sending it because God told me to. And when God told me to send it and you told me that it was the first time that you had ever received that token, that badge as they call it on Instagram, and then somebody immediately came after me and did it again. He said, there is money in people's hands and they're waiting to give it to you. And it's not about the finances, it's about the gift. There are gifts and there are people being summoned to collectively move a mission with you, but you have your ego in front of you because you're afraid of popularity. You're afraid to bet on yourself because when you did it before, it didn't work. When you did it before, you did it out of ego. When you did it before, you did it out of flesh. When you did it before, you did it because other people told you to do it. It was an expectation and you were trying to do it perfectly. In the reframe of popularity, I immediately thought of Jesus. I thought of the crowds that followed him. I thought that he never said, unfollow me. He literally said, follow me. And here we are, all these people who have taken that exact concept across the globe 
And they're saying, follow me, call to action, call to action at the end of every post, right? Call to action at the end of every um, reel. What's your CTA, they say. They're saying, follow me. They're literally copying God. And people are doing it. Why? They're doing it because they want to flow too. They're doing it because they want access to what this person has. Now, that doesn't mean that the people they're following are the right people. I get concerned about this as a mama all the time. I'm like, buddy, who are you surrounding yourself with? You hear from Jim Rohn, you are the sum of the five people that you're surrounded by. Who are you following on social media? Are they flowing or are they ego-driven? Are they existing out of a place of popularity and they're building in their own flesh when things in their home, things in their finances, things in the secret, in the shadows are actually not whole? Now, we can't know that for certain. And so there are things sometimes where you see a massive influx of people going towards someone. And it's not until much later, but God has timing for everything. And so all I can do and all you can do is trust him. But this is where the power of energetic alignment, this is where the power of discernment, this is where your authority connected to you being the head and not the tail in those situations, which is the exact thing he said to me. He told me not to look at all of those other justifiable actions, not to try and build the house in my own hands, with my own hands, even perhaps with the help of other people, unless we are following the blueprint. The blueprint is the Bible. The blueprint has already been written. The blueprint, God literally says, follow me, but he does it in a way with a humble spirit. He does it with wisdom. He does it with words. He does it with love. He does it in action. And so if we reframe popularity, we get to reframe the us that is actually activated. Because I don't want to bet on myself. I want to bet on him because that's faith. That's trust. That's belief without seeing. And often betting on yourself is you've got to see the money in your account in order for you to invest in the coach. You have to see the money in your account in order for you to supernaturally uh, unattach give on Giving Tuesday. You have to know that it's above and beyond your tithe and it's going to be provided because in your spirit you're feeling, I need to give. Or you drive by the homeless person during this holiday season and you feel that prompt but you ignore it. You guys are being convicted in those moments, but the problem is we're not acting out of conviction, we're acting out of ego, and we're acting out of tangible rather than ultimate surrender and wholeness. It's not in your own works that anything is gonna come to fruition. And yes, I am 100% on board with activation. It's literally been called a purpose activator with intention. Because I'm not going to let you sit and hope it away. I'm not going to let you sit and expect that it's just going to be built for you. That's not how it works. I told you it's summoning, soaking, sending. Summoning, soaking, sending. Summoning is when you stop the old. When you finally surrender and you say, I don't want to take 
naps every single day. I want to spend time with my children. I don't want to take naps every day. I want to feel better in my body. I want to feel confident in the mirror. I don't want to take naps every day. I want to face the darkness that is inside of me, though I didn't know that it was dark. It was what shame was, and I didn't know what shame was. And so I was activating out of a place of depletion, even in my marriage, even as a mother, even as a friend, even as an entrepreneur. I had multiple businesses, and I thought I was doing fine because isn't this the American dream? I can tell you 1,000% over and over and over again, and I will preach it till the day I die. There is more to your story, and that answer is his glory. There is more to your story. There is more to your capability or lack thereof. In my weaknesses, he is strong. And so if I bet on myself, there's going to be areas of, I can't do it, incapacity. And yet he tells me it's okay because I am more than enough. And so this is where knowing yourself, this is where identity is the end goal. Identity. So I don't know about those who like follow dreams or ever listen to their dreams or write them down or any of that. I, I will be honest, I've never written a dream down until this morning. I've never, I never have, at least not that I can recollect. And I was having this dream. It's super weird. So just stick with me for a minute. Hopefully I can get it out in just a a couple minutes that we have left. I'm having this dream and my husband is telling me with his best friend standing beside him that I'm going to to marry him. Now, mind you, I'm married to my husband, even in my dream. And he's like, you're going to do this because he's trying to get this contract on the house. And because he was in prison, this is partially all a true story. Because he was in prison, he can't do it. And because his girlfriend is not um, of a specific bloodline, he's not able to do it. So we need, we need you to marry him, but don't worry. We're, we're just going to do the ceremony and then you're going to have their certificate and then you're, he's going to be able to annul it. We'll be fine. It'll be good. I already talked to him. I, I, I feel good about this. And I'm sitting there like, what is happening? Right? I'm getting triggered back into fear of like, my body is a wonderland. Right? I'm like, no, this is not, this isn't good, babe. Like, what are you doing? I'm like looking into my husband's soul of his soul through his eyeballs. And he's like, just, it's okay. And so I'm sitting there getting ready. And the guys in my dream, mind you, decide to go surfing. He lives at the beach in California. And I am sitting in his girlfriend's mirror trying to find a curling iron to get ready for this wedding ceremony. And I'm, I'm crying. I'm like, God, why are, why is this happening? What is going on? And I'm in my dream, but you know, when you're in your dream and you're kind of like in a lucid state and you're also aware of what the dream is doing. And so you might be talking to yourself or trying to get yourself out of the dream. To me, I was talking to God. So I'm like literally in my dream crying, but in my lucid space and mentality, God, what is happening in this dream? I'm trying to figure it out. I wasn't scared. I was just really confused. And God told me in that moment, I uh, trust your husband. I've already spoken to him. So lots go into that story and I'm not going to go into the back end of our marriage story, but that alone was hard. I'm like, okay, I trust my husband, trust my husband, trust my husband. And then simultaneously, because I've already spoken to him. So think about how that was with Mary and Joseph with the birth of Jesus. We're in the Christmas season. I can talk about his birth, right? So I'm thinking about this and I'm like, okay. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to do this thing. So I'm getting ready. I start to like dry my eyes. I'm feeling okay about it. I still am like pondering, gosh, at the end of this, am I going to have to kiss this man that's not my husband? And is that what my husband wants me to do? I'm so confused. And he says, just remain veiled, remain veiled. And I'm standing at the end of the aisle and I see this man at the end. Now, the, the key element of this is that he is not a believer. 
he he's a proclaimed atheist and so i'm thinking to myself what is happening and in that very moment i stopped the dream and we have control over our dreams and our nightmares i've had crazy night terrors and nightmares for a very long time in my past so i can talk about that another day how i stopped those with a lot of therapy and help um but i'm i stopped the dream and i'm immediately like oh my goodness it's a bride and a man who doesn't believe. Now, if you don't know any context and you're not following or tracing about how influence and popularity and betting on yourself all go together, stay with me. I've got four more minutes. And so I am, I'm like, oh my gosh, God. I immediately think he's coming. He's coming. He's going to believe like this man that I love so dearly. And he's a part of our family. And yes, he was in prison. And I really thought for sure he was going to come to know Jesus in that time frame. But man, he, he surrendered. He was in a surrendered state for so long, um, forcibly kind of, but you know, that's how that goes. And so I run to the Bible and I'm like, God, remind me about the bride and the bridegroom. And what are you saying here? What is happening? And in Revelations 19, seven, and I'm not going to quote it off um, exactly, I don't have my, my Bible in front of me, I should, but I don't. And uh, it's talking essentially about the coming of, the, of, of Jesus and that we as the bride should ready ourselves. And I was, oh my gosh, I started crying. This is before the, the question of popularity came this morning. And I'm thinking, holy moly. Like we are connected to the bride of Christ and Jesus is coming and whatever you wanna explore in that regard, you can. Timing, I have no idea. But in my moment, in my heart, in that moment, it was me being like Jesus who indwells inside of us and knowing that through my testimony, through my consistently getting dressed in white, through our allowing the covenant love of Christ to be shown to non-believers, believers, anyone, that is how we expand the kingdom. And he is going to be welcomed into my family. He's going to be welcomed into your family. We're going to be a part of the same bloodline. And I was so jumping for joy because this is the this is the mission. But I could not do that if my ego was associated to the outcome. I could not do that if I was betting on myself. Because then I'd be married with two husbands and we know where that goes. Right? So like this is not me, this is the spirit indwelling speaking to me and allowing me to recognize that popularity is not a problem when it's connected to purpose. This is what you need to take home. Popularity for people is a problem, but popularity for purpose is not a problem. Popularity for purpose will literally transform not only you and the people that you love, but it'll transform generations to come. And so how do you go from the summoning, which I believe so many of you are in right now, into the soaking and then being sent? Well, God will call you and God will summon you. God will soak with you if you're willing to do the work and he will send you out to far greater things than you could possibly ask, hope, or imagine. And so my encouragement to you today is not to necessarily bet on yourself, but bet on the God within you. Bet on the God within you and see what happens, not only to your social media, not only to your popularity, but what happens to your soul. Everything will change, and the people that you're connected to are gonna come to know who it is that you know that creates your identity at the end of the day. It's about knowing yourself rather than just betting on your ego.
Y'all, I love you so much. I hope this met your spirit today. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. My name is Tamara Andress, and I hang out most on Instagram, but I'm on TikTok and YouTube these days too. So if you want to follow me, follow me, and I would love to connect. You guys, it's been such a beautiful morning. We'll chat again soon. All right, quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the founder collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly founder collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. It's taking place in Washington, D.C., November 8th through the 11th. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family. It's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts. And you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to. And I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener. And I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project. A project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. 
It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says, and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.